Hey y'all and welcome to House of Nettles, the House of the Dragon recap episode podcast. And I am one of your hosts, First Sword Jamark, and I'm with the lady of the house, Miss Morgan. Hey! Hey! And we are having a special guest, one of the mothers of the house herself, Mama! Woo! I'm the mother <laughs> of the bunch. We got Miss Gina here with us today. Yes, yes. I'm here. Thank you. <laughs> you got anything else for the people? Um, I'm just excited on talking about this third episode. So let's chit chat about it. Yes. yes. Now I have a question mm-hmm. between the two of y'all. Who has watched the House of the Dragon episodes the most times? <laughs> I did. Mm. Yeah, so, I, somebody got problems remembering what's happening in the episode, so they they had to watch it more. The names are very difficult. <laughs> so there's probably a like, oh, there's there's always plenty of mispronunciations, and everybody got the same name. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's 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 a good time. Like I think we 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 both love the House of the Dragon and Game of Thrones series. You, mm-hmm. I think you came into it like before season eight, and you watched like all the episodes three or four times before the last season. Well, you got me involved into it because at one time I was like, I'm not watching that. And I said, well, let me watch it. And then I just binge watch and mm-hmm. I just really got into it. I mm-hmm. love it. Hey, now, now look at you. Now you on a podcast. You made it. And you I'm know what? It's not hard to rewatch these episodes because... See, uh, episode three, season one, it yes. did not let us down. It was just as good as episodes one and two. Yes. And we had a good time watching it together. Yes. yes. Episode mm-hmm. title, what was it? Uh, se- second of his name. Yes. 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 And the issues in the episode continue on. There is a problem with the secession. Uh, from episode two to a three. further complication with for, the secession. Further yeah. complication. <laughs> and from episode two to three, I think it's been probably about a three to four year time jump. Yeah, I'd say probably like three years. Yeah. About three and a half because you got to give the, they're, ha- the, they're opening up with the birthday, uh, the second, second birthday, birthday yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. of the child between King Viserys and Allison. He's two years old. He has all the little Targaryen features. Yes, and, uh, very much so. <laughs> blonde, blonde, blonde hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, I mean, issues are going to be arisen though. There's, a, there's now a potential male heir, male claimant to the throne. Yeah. 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 So the focus of this week's episode was definitely more of the conflict between the the baby uh, being born and being a potential male heir. And then the other part of the episode was split on to focusing on the war on the stepstones and the conflict with uh, Damon and Corliss as they were trying to figure out how to defeat the crab. Crab feeder, crab king. What's his name? The crab feeders. Crab feeder. Yeah. I think he's a prince of one of the one of the three cities of the triarchy. I might just call him Grayscale because it was really prominent this episode. It was bad. Yes, each episode we've seen the Crab Feeder, the Grayscale has gotten worse and worse as we do pro- progress through the years. And this episode, you can just see it spread so far on his body. It's all over his face and neck and arms. Right. My question was at this point, why even wear the mask? Because it's very clear. Right. Was he the king of the Crab Feeders? No, the um, he he's a prince. There, there are three free cities in Essos okay. that... They're constantly at war, and this, for the first time in history, those three cities have united under what they call a triarchy. Oh. So, they've gotten rid of all the pirates in that area. Okay. And in turn, they made him, like, the kind of lord of those islands. So, he, mm-hmm. he's pirate. He turned into a pirate, and he's taking, like, ships that go through that way, like, uh, uh Corliss. Okay. He's, like, taking his ships that are going through there trying to do trade and, like, just robbing them. 
and nailing mm-hmm. his people to the, those posts. Well, he was kind of. He got, excuse my language, he sucked. <laughs> <laughs> because he got beat easily by Damien. But mm. I guess we don't, don't yeah, want to jump. Yeah, we I don't want to jump. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, I know we saw a little bit of the grayscale in the original Game of Thrones series, but something about it, if I remember correctly, it does infect you. It kind of like makes you mad as well, right? That's why I was still trying to... Um, I, I'm not even sure if that was... It, if it's supposed to be grayscale or if they're That's going true. for grayscale. That's true. Because I know um, it's supposed to turn you more of like a, what they call a stone man. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that looked almost more like fish scales, but still scales. It looked like he was almost peeling it off though. Mm-hmm. Like because the skin was red. Yeah. So it'd be, it'll be interesting to see if they yeah. went, went yeah. go into that later on or say what he had to say. But I have something for that when we when we definitely get to that part. All right. Uh, but they they kick back. They're right over in um, King's Landing and they're mm-hmm. celebrating yep. the birthday of the Aegon Targaryen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you ready to jump into the episode? Yeah, I do want to say we got a, a lot of characters introduced yes. in those scenes. Um, they, to have a huge celebration, Sir Otto Hightower mm. uh, wanted to have a hunt for his grandson, which is kind of odd. The greatest lords in Westeros have come to King's Landing to do a hunt for a child that's turning two. That's really random. Mm-hmm. Uh, you definitely see that in the episode, but before that... Oh, I feel like Hightower had a lot to do with why that was happening. No, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's putting he's putting on a big show to proclaim, yep. like, look look at the air. Healthy, mm-hmm. right. you know. Mm-hmm. Do they do that for, for kids? For Not, their birthdays? I mean, they'll have a celebration. Like, they have name day tourneys and stuff. Yeah. Um, especially if you're a prominent child. But for a two-year-old mm. second child who's not the not the heir, quote-unquote, doing, like, quotation marks, mm-hmm. that's that definitely seemed like a, a choice that he's doing. Right. Yeah. Right. And he called the... What, 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 why would the greatest... That many of the greatest lords in Westeros come, and single lords in Westeros come all the way there just to celebrate a, a child that's two years old. Mm-hmm. That's not the heir. Otto is all about that money mm-hmm. and that uh, position. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's trying to secure that position. Yes. He got it yes. on. He got it on. Yeah. And uh, just to talk about some of the people that came there, we yeah. got to see uh, Tylen Lannister, mm-hmm. who's the second son of House Lannister. Our his... first Lannister in the series, right? Mm-hmm. So far. Mm-hmm. And his own twin. It's supposed to be his twin brother. Um, was it? Jason Lannister, who mm-hmm. is the Lord of Casterly Rock, and the um, I think it's played by the same actor, mm-hmm. but they're identical twins. It makes it a little easier. So that was definitely cool seeing him. And they are our first Lannisters of the series. So yay, Golden yeah. Lions! Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 uh, it's just another, I uh, just another prominent character, real quick. We Lord Strong, his two sons mm-hmm. came there. We got to we got to see. Uh, was a Larry Strong? He was the one with the club foot, had the right. on his foot, mm-hmm. and we got to see his son, who was which was who was continuously mentioned in the episode, Harwin Strong. Yeah, yeah, like the strongest knight in the Seven Kingdoms. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, that's what that's what that, that's what they said in the episode. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna see that later, potentially later on. But okay. I mean, they're already saying saying it right now. Hmm. Yeah, and we got to see your your lady who I think you liked in the episode. Lady Red Wine. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I like yes. her. I liked her. I like her. Wine. I like to hang with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I know some of the criticism that people were saying about the first couple episodes was it felt like it was real small compared to compared to Game of Thrones, which mm-hmm. was like you got to go to all these different lands and 
meet all these different houses. And this episode, we kind of got that. So we got a little bit of an expansion of the kingdom because we got to see the other families and, and great houses come together. Right. We were outside of the Red Keep. We were doing a little bit more. We were out in the woods and the forest. So I think this they're showing us that we're going to open up more. We're going to get to see more of the world. Yeah. Yeah. I think this was our first time in the main series being in the Kingswood, mm-hmm. which is the major woods right next to the King's Landing and the Red Keep. Okay. Um, I think we saw like a clip of it in Game of Thrones when they had um, King Robert doing a little hunt before he mm-hmm. got bored by the mm-hmm. by the by the boar. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of a flip on it. Like we we see a potential heir coming up, and we'll talk about it and mm-hmm. talk about the parallels between the boar. But that's why they, they initially went on the hunt was for the king to kill a boar that was seen in the area. Yeah. And then things changed when they find out like, hey, somebody said they spotted a white farm in the area, oh. which was the symbol. Uh, of that region of kings because uh house of the stormlands before the baratheons their their sigil was the white fawn and their that was part of their lands before the targaryens took over mm-hmm. so in that region people still hold the white fawn yeah on a high esteem because i didn't get the part where you know the, the when the king went to the the kill that big buck like he was mad he was upset so the reason for that because he didn't kill the white, the white. Um, well, I th- I what? think the issue, and it's it's before that, just all the talk of secession. Okay. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we have Rhaenyra, Rhaenyra in the Godswood. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's pouting, and all these great lords, and they're talking to the king. And they're all talking about how he has this healthy male heir. Gotcha. Yep. And okay. how that's gonna, I mean, it's. It's tradition, like, mm-hmm. and that's what they, and that's what they keep leaning on. Like, Westeros is based on a patriarchal society to the extreme, mm-hmm. where hey, there's a male heir now. Why would you keep this this woman? Because she is technically a woman now, um, in the show. He didn't want to break it. Yeah, he he doesn't want to break the. He made a promise to her, and he's already a wishy washy king. Like, it took him everything to name her heir. Like, I just can't. I wouldn't think he he would have the gumption to not make her heir. Okay. Yeah. I think Viserys was deeply troubled in this episode because Mm -hmm. he had a lot of things going on. So Mm -hmm. he had the people in his ear trying to um, get him to kind of like toss Rhaenyra to the side and name the son as the heir. Mm -hmm. I think there were things that Corliss was saying years ago that were kind of coming to fruition in terms of the fact that they were at this point losing the, the skirmish in the uh, stepstones, yeah. and it was it was something that he was trying to dismiss, but it's turning into like a bigger problem, mm-hmm. similar to like the sores on his body of like all these little problems that you let go unchecked become bigger and bigger issues, and they all undermine your competence. And I think that was a big thing that we saw this episode culminating, and when he tried to stab the deer, and he couldn't do it the right way, yeah. and somebody had to come step in and do it for him. So I think it was just like. That was the physical manifestation of everything that he was kind of feeling on the inside. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and his daughter wasn't there. And, and mm-hmm. you know, that even made it even worse. Mm-hmm. Right. Being a teenager. Yeah. I'm just fighting with her daddy, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, I mean, for good reason. Like, she's probably thinking of what um, um, Princess Rainey has told her about how the realm mm-hmm. would never accept a queen. And as soon as he has a male child, you'll be pushed aside. And she's seeing that. Like, everybody's already, like, they're praising up this little two-year-old boy yeah. like this is the male heir i mean well at least a male claiming yeah she really wasn't messing with him like that because oh. when they was in that carriage she was like mm, i ain't oh. trying to talk to this <laughs> little thing i ain't trying to deal with him yeah. but i feel a lot of sympathy for Rainier in this episode because she's got the teenage girl angst 
she's being undermined by her little brother and her her former best friend is over there trying to play stepmama, right. making her call her queen and pulling rank on her. And so she just, I know she was mad this episode. Yeah. She was hurting. I love that scene where they're in the God's Wood. Mm-hmm. And, yes. uh, Prince, and Queen Allison come, comes there and Princess Rhaenyra's there with a, um, with a, uh, what's a, a musician who's yeah. playing for her. And the queen's like, hey, you can leave. Princess like, no, I want mm-hmm. you to stay here and keep playing. And it makes you really think, who has more power? Does the, it was does a the, struggle. Yeah, yeah. Does the queen have the power or does the princess and heir to the throne have more power oh, in this situation? The, the queen had the power because mm-hmm. you saw the musician got up and said, you know, I'm out of here, Miss, you know, Renera mm-hmm. and he took off. and he took off. So the queen had that power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because for now, for now, because yeah. her power really only lies in the fact that she's fertile, right? She yeah. can bear healthy children. Even though we do see a little glimpse of her kind of being a little bit more cunning toward the end of the episode, mm-hmm. but I also think that she's really what her mother was saying. Um, what was her mother's name in the beginning, the first episode? Um, Emma. Emma. Emma was saying like your power as a woman and as queen lies in your ability to produce for the kingdom. Yeah. And she didn't really respect that. Like as much as she loved her mother, she didn't really agree. And I think Allison is doing the same thing of like, well, I'm securing a bag because I can give babies. Mm-hmm. But Rhaenyra is like, I don't care about that. I'm trying to be a leader. I'm trying to be smart. She, so I think she didn't really respect her. She don't want to marry with her mm-hmm. father too. You know, she want to do mm-hmm. her own thing and she doesn't like the tradition where mm-hmm. you pick my husband. No, I want to pick my own husband. And you mm-hmm. got people trying to trying to pick for her with uh, Jason... Yeah, Jason Lannister, um, the Lord of Castriel, yeah. trying to convince you, like, hey, you can live with me. We can build a bigger, better dragon pig, claiming he's Hell the richest no. lord in Westeros. Mm. He was cocky. Yeah. Oh, I don't mm. like him. I mean, I don't I don't blame him for trying. Yeah, but she wasn't with it. Especially when everybody... <laughs> she's too smart for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's way too smart. But it, it definitely brings into question, because he, he's like, well, everybody here thinks Aegon is the heir now. Right. Like, and you're not really saying anything. It's only like, a matter of time before Aegon gets the, the title of heir. Right. It pretty much is what they all thinking. Yeah, because look, uh, especially we got Sir Otto's probably the main one telling everybody, like, yes, look at this healthy healthy male mm-hmm. boy. Like, he, of course he's going to be heir. And the conversation that Otto has with his brother, who we got to see the Lord of uh, Lord of Hightower here for the first time, mm-hmm. like, hey, uh, when's he going to name this child heir? Like, we need to get our blood on the throne. Right. <laughs> well, y'all not talking about it. Who was the one that said, "Why don't uh, um, Renera marry her her brother Aegon oh, once he yeah. you know get of age?" I was like, "Ew, Ooh, yeah." yeah. <laughs> yeah who was, oh yeah, that was Toronto, wasn't it? Yeah, that was no. That was, yeah. that was the oh gosh, he's on the high council. You just already mentioned him. Oh Lord, Lord Strong. Yeah, because oh, yeah. he's the one that always kind of comes in as a voice of reason. That's yeah. what he positions himself, and he's. Smart with it, but he's ew. extremely smart. Ew. But it, I mean, it's the perfect thing to unite their claims. Yeah. Well, there uh, were two, because there were two, well, multiple suggestions, because it was um, to marry Aegon, mm-hmm. to marry the Lannister, and then to marry, uh, Vis- not Vis- I almost said Viserys, Corlys' son. Yeah, Lannister. Oh, Lannister. yeah. And I mean, yeah. And rank, rank, I think Renee brought up a great point when it says, like, you have to marry something for the good of the family, but it's like, you didn't marry for the good of the family. Mm-hmm. For the good of the family, you would have married uh, Lane of Valerian. And he admitted that. Right. Yeah. He pulled a Rob Stark. Yeah. <laughs> he married for who he wanted to be with, yes. not necessarily because he was trying to tell her, you need to make a sacrifice, but he didn't make that sacrifice. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think you just see him 
her losing more respect for her father. Because I think in, at the beginning, first episode, she wanted her daddy's love. She wanted him to come for her when the mom died. Mm-hmm. Now, at this point, she's like, I really don't, I don't have any respect for you. You married my friend. Right. You're a bad leader. You're, you're not handling the conflict with Damon. Which is You're true. trying to marry me off without talking to me about it. Yeah. You don't know me to even think you could do that. Mm-hmm. And then you're giving me advice that you don't even follow yourself. Right. And you haven't talked to me to tell me that you think I'm going to be a viable ruler. Like, you're not backing me in the streets where it matters. No. Nope. You're talking to me behind closed doors, but you need to be shutting that down to your wife, to everybody else. Yes. Everybody in the realm thinks I'm I'm replaceable now. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how is your heir replaceable? Like, that's not how it works. Right. Because you let them think that. Yes, you're not you're not doing mm-hmm. anything to stop it. Renera is smart. She's mm-hmm. very smart. I, I like her. She got that I-N-N-D-D. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> And I guess at one part, Rhaenyra does become upset with how everything is going, especially how they're trying to marry her off. And she runs away on horseback. After she got yelled at in front of everybody. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying it's just like classic teenager parent Mm -hmm. just challenging, challenging. And then your parent got to put you in place and then you you run away and (laughs) they can't stay out all night. They can't find you. Well, lucky for her, the handsomest knight of the Kingsguard, Sir Kristen Cole, followed behind her. I like him. Him. I, okay, how y'all feel about that? Uh, you know what? I definitely think people are gonna be a little suspect that they stay the night together out in the woods. Of you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. It doesn't look right. Like, why didn't you come back? Why would you stay in? Like, even though he swore his oath to you, like you, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to do that. He's handsome. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. handsome young knight. Won tournaments. Yeah. I got my eye on him because this is Game of Thrones and people are corruptible or they switch up or they do things that you would never expect mm-hmm. them to do. So? so he seemed like a genuine nice guy, oh. but he also wants his house to be reputable. Okay. He's trying. He's, I mean, he's a social climber, not in a bad way so far, right? but he's playing a game too. Mm-hmm. That's why he's at court. Yeah. So it's like, you gotta, because mm, uh-huh. he, he you was never know. This is the highest of uh, somebody of house cold mm-hmm. has ever been. Mm-hmm. Knight okay. of the King's Guard. No, like, yeah. like his dad was probably the highest uh, 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 somebody in his family was, and that's mm-hmm. the Lord Steward of a second tier house in the Stormlands. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean. So it's not that he can't have good intentions, but he also probably has a side quest. And it's like every episode, I have to remind George R. R. Martin said, it's no good guys in this. Tyler, so Rhaenyra, she is never going to find love. I mean, she, she can't find love with him anyway because he's a king's guard. Right. But she might be she might be like Danny. She might want her little side piece. She may not want to huh? share power with a husband. True that. But he's a king's guard member. He's not supposed to do that. Even without him, even if it's another man. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, we don't know because we ain't read the book. So okay. we guessing. We just guessing. But you also think about this. They did add a lot of eligible bachelors in this episode. Yes, they did. Because Tylen Lannister is the, he's the master of ships. I don't think they said that. But mm-hmm. he's, he's, a, he's on the small council. Lord Strong bought both his eligible son, mm-hmm. bachelor sons. A, the the heir to to their their castle, who's already been described as the strongest knight, and then uh, the other one do got a club foot. So, uh, Renee's gonna have a lot of stinky links. Mm. There's, there's a lot of new men in, in the Red Keep. Who Ooh, she gonna have a lot of stinky links? <laughs> the, um, the Lord with the club foot, though. I feel like you don't introduce a character like that for no reason. Because anytime yeah. George R. R. Martin writes a character with a physical weakness. Then or some type of handicap, then they're strong in another area. So mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how this person is going to show up. Intelligence. You, you see how he's able to. He didn't, and it wasn't like anything serious. But he was able to talk his way to mm-hmm. to the woman, saying, yeah. hey, "Can I be with you?" While they were all gossiping, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. uh, kind of go coming from Renera, Lady Redwine was coming from Renera just a little bit, and he was able to, hey, let me come over here and sit with y'all and see what y'all talking about. Because yeah. I'm a pull for him because yeah, he's a good candidate for a king because he he has a physical handicap mm-hmm. which is gonna hold him back in certain ways. And just like Tyrion, you know, when you have something that's a shortcoming, a weakness, and you got to be stronger in other ways, right. he may not ever really tra- try to challenge her. Like, if she married Lannister, she'll be like Rainey's. She'll just be sitting off to the side while mm-hmm. her husband spoke for her as her mouthpiece, whether she wanted to or not. Very cunning. But you get an ally, you get a partner, yes. then that's not somebody that's going to challenge you. They're going to support you. Mm-hmm. And I, I still think that was the biggest flaw with Rainey's and Corliss was mm. that he didn't know how to back her without really pushing for her and not making it seem like he was really going to be the one sitting on the throne. Yeah. Yeah. And so Rhaenyra has a similar challenge in terms of picking a partner that's going to be a strong partner, okay. but also not too strong because you don't want him to challenge you. Mm-hmm. You don't want everybody. Woman. Yeah. You don't want everybody to think he's the one ruling the throne. Like if she picks a partner. If yeah. she picks somebody. Yeah. Or if she one gets picked for Mm-hmm. Well, he he did give it the option at the end to say you can pick somebody, but he might renege though. Yeah, I don't trust with Sarah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because he the whole episode he was debating, then you see him getting drunk and belligerent mm-hmm. with people when they're coming to with ideas of how he, if they should handle the secession plan. Right, because I I could see. But Sarah would be like, Mr. Hightower said you had to get married, so you got to get married now. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. My yeah. boss said you got to get married. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, how y'all feel about the the, the, the deer, the white, what's it, the white deer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no? yeah. Uh, def- first, first, I want to talk about the King Viserys on his hunt. Okay, Ooh, they, okay. They went, they went from we're going to find the boar to we're going to find the white fawn to, hey, we found the brown fawn. Is this one <laughs> good enough? And he nope. had like eight people trying to hold it down. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Very. He, he, missed, he missed the heart on the first thrust, which isn't bad, but he was just like stood there looking at looking at this animal dying and everybody was like watching him fail mm. and he's not doing anything to help himself. Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah. his, like how he's ruling the kingdom. Like he's not mm-hmm. doing anything to help himself. Yeah, mm. and I think they did the makeup and the hair this episode to make it look like he's aging, mm. but in a way of like when people have maybe drinking a little bit too much, yeah, not taking care of himself, mm-hmm. finger falling off, like you can tell <laughs> it's really like falling they, off. <laughs> he looks really bad for it to yeah. only have been two to three years. Yeah, look, this so haggard and you know what creeped me out. I know we're jumping, but mm-hmm. what creeped me out was um, Allison when she was saying. Um, my love, mm, my sweetness, mm. my husband. I was like, ew, you yeah. like 17, 18. Right. <laughs> probably, about, probably, about, probably 20. But you used to play uh, with his daughter. Like, yeah. he probably saw you running around as a little kid. Mm, ew. I saw you grow up. You grew up here with my child, and now, yeah. mm-hmm. now you're burying me children. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was, that, that, I think that was definitely a play on his on his rule and how mm-hmm. it's barely being held together with all these other people around him. Mm-hmm. And then we see the up and coming Rhaenyra and her one Kingsguard with her get attacked by a boar. He almost gets knocked out. Yeah. The boar's charging her. She's able to hold this boar back right. while Christian Cole's able to gain himself, stab in the neck, and then she's able to land a killing blow. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was quick teamwork. It was only mm-hmm. two of them. Like, it would have took uh, King Viserys his whole damn court he had with him to try to kill that thing. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. We can talk about that Robert mm-hmm. Baratheon and how different it was. He yeah. he had a rotting, a slow rotting kingdom and that mm-hmm. boar killed him and he slowly rotted yeah, yeah. on his deathbed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we get we get the embers of that. We get a young, thriving mm-hmm. heir to the throne attacked yeah. by a boar and with the teamwork of one other person with somebody who's her sworn protector, they yeah. able to kill the boar. Yeah. Yep. And when they brought that I, I truly believe that when they rolled that boar up to the camp with everybody and they were trying to have a celebration that they're like, oh, that's a... That's a leader. Yeah, that's a leader right there. Right there. Yep, and it goes back to episode two where she said, I'm picking somebody that has combat experience who knows how to fight. Yes. Who who can show up when it's time to show up. Smart. And unlike Viserys and unlike Robert, she was sharp because she wasn't drunk. Right. She was mm-hmm. focused. She was able to, like you said, work together. Right. And they were able to get it handled. So it's just a, it's a foil. It's a good foil to like the competence versus incompetence and mm-hmm. what happens. And you want to talk about the the white fawn that came mm-hmm. up with little symbolism? Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Go for it. I thought... Me? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, on their way back after killing the boar, uh, a white fawn just appears and looks at him. Kristen, Sir Kristen Cole was going to pull his sword and there tells him, like, hold up now. Mm-hmm. And they just make eye contact and the fawn just runs away. And I truly believe that was a symbol of what her reign can be like. It's mm. the white fawn's the symbol of kings. And, like, why kill the symbol of a king? Right. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing you can say in um, episode one of Game of Thrones when they found the dire wolves. At first, they were going to kill them, but Jon Snow said, why would you don't kill them? They are the sigil of House Stark. Like they, oh, okay. it represents our house. Mm-hmm. That represents what kingship means in that region of the country. Okay. And she, she made the decision. Like, no, nah, it hasn't done anything to us. We're not going to do anything with it if we killed it. Let it go. Mm-hmm. And he was able to run away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, you disagree? Go ahead. I'm mind. sorry. Yeah. Well, because I thought, you know, being that you know, they didn't kill the 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 um, what is the fawn? Yeah, white fawn. White fawn. Was that she didn't want to up, you know, kill him because of her father. Mm. You know, like if I kill mm-hmm. this fawn and bring it back to where yes. the other four, then they're gonna, then they're, that's gonna make her father look real down, right? Mm-hmm. And and she still love her father. She don't want her father to look bad, being that he Ooh. is the king. You know, yeah. so. so because that could look like a play for the throne, right? Like uh, undermine she, his power, right? And mm-hmm. she's not she's not sneaky like that. So she rather just bring the boar, because like I said, they wouldn't even think of him if she would have brought that white fawn. Yeah, yeah, he'd been totally humiliated. Yeah. Very, mm-hmm. very. So yeah, that's I, that's I, a good point. I, you know, being me, I would have brought the fawn and said, "What now? <laughs> what?" But hey, you know, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I agree. I I like both points. Mm-hmm. I also think about in the future, the foreshadowing of not killing it is that her hesitation in that moment, mm-hmm. is she going to hesitate later and not get on the throne because she chose not to be decisive in a moment where she needed to be? That's mm-hmm. true. Because killing it is a show of, hey, I'm next. Right. I'm coming in. Right. Daddy or not. Like, I'm not playing nice anymore. Mm-hmm. And so when you hesitate, sometimes that costs you. Okay. So we'll see. That's true. Yeah, I think y'all, y'all ready to move on to the the next part of the episode. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, if we if we remember from earlier in the episode when they were bringing up the um, the war and the stepstones to the King Viserys, uh, King Viserys finally made some type of statement and said we're gonna send help down there. Mm. And y'all see realize who the letter came from? 
it came from Vayman Valerion, Corliss's brother, who who we see mm-hmm. in the in the first scene in the step zone. He's okay. the one where they're having their small council. Wig looking bad. What happened with his wig? <laughs> it was tilted. Everyone came to perfect. Everyone came to perfect. Come on, Tyler Perry Studio supplied that one. Okay. It was looking bad compared to the other yeah. wigs. Yeah. For sure, they didn't invest in his. No, they they he only got two scenes. Whoever the hairdresser that closed their eyes and put it on, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, he ain't get no edges, nothing, no side, mm. baby breasts, you know, baby sideburns. But when they were having their little small council meeting, like it was definitely, you, you see, you see him. He's underwriting Coralist. He's like, hey man, uh, this ain't working. Mm-hmm. The men are losing, losing, losing their patience. Like, yeah. what are we gonna do? Mm-hmm. What are we gonna do? Because we're losing this war. Because we yeah. don't have enough support from the crowd. If the crowd would have been supportive of them, they probably been could have won this. Yes. Um, yeah. but, but the king wanted peace. Yeah. He didn't mm-hmm. want to ruin his, I guess, yeah. army. And we got to see Lenor, uh Corla's son, grown up kind of now. Yes. Three years later. We only like, got to see one. like to be a teenager. Yeah. Healthy look. teen boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Healthy teen boy. Mm-hmm. He, he out there chilling. He like, uh, before we talk about that, the yes. last scene with him, we're going to talk yes. about the last. I'm, 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 I'm stoked. <laughs> but, um, um, he's 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 giving out his battle plan on how he can prove he seems competent in what he's doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A good a, a good quality in having an heir. You want somebody competent in battle. He's been out on the battlefield for yeah. years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had a. And I guess we didn't we didn't really talk about Damon and seeing that opening scene with him on the step zone. No, yeah, we skipped mm-hmm. over that. Yeah, we skipped over that. But that was just to say that I, I like that scene. It's striking that night, trying to kill the crab feeder. Yeah, we talked about that. How they didn't get him, but. That was my episode MVP was the, the man who we saw get nailed yeah. and the crab you know, beast on him. We'll, we'll bring it back up. We'll that was my episode MVP. You like that? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, we'll bring back up MVPs. We all got picked one. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh, yeah. You know, Damon flies in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he walks up to the council, not saying a word. All his men looking a little defeated. You can still see some of the people who support him. Mm-hmm. They still got hope in their eyes when they see Damon. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely mixed reaction. Yeah. Amongst the men, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, he walks up and somebody from uh, from Westeros, one of the king's protectors, oh. comes up with, a, that, with that same note saying, the king's gonna send, send for help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like... Bitch, what? Right. <laughs> yeah. And Damon, he whooped, he whooped his behind. That was Man. a good, yeah, good I like that. last scene. I want my brother's help. Mm. I want his help. Just but proving, proving Viserys right. Because something Viserys said to Rhaenyra in the episode was like, I saved the kingdom from Damon yes. by not naming him heir. Be, look how he is, like how impulsive he is. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, because up to this point, you were not, probably not cooperating. You mm-hmm. were fighting your own war with the dragon, mm-hmm. costing lives, burning. We see him burn and crush men on both sides when he swoops in with his dragon. Yeah. And he saved the day, but it's like, how much carnage did you create before you ended up winning? Yeah. And so Viserys is right about that, and Damon is kind of proving, like, Maybe Damon is not the best person to be on the on the throne in yeah. this episode. Like we see him making some decisions that are not really that well thought out. He's a little messy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it definitely makes me even question Coralus some of his decisions. He he got involved in a war with. Um, when you think of how big kingdoms are, how many fighters they have, he only had his island and maybe a couple of the surrounding mm-hmm. islands come and support him. It's not like he had the support of King's Landing mm-hmm. or the support of a big region that nearby, like the Stormlands or the Reach sending him aid. Yeah. It was just 
just his people and his boats that he was funding this whole war. Did through. he have much of a choice though? He didn't have much of a choice, but I, something tells me he could have gotten more help if he would have waited and Patient. planned something out. He kind of yeah. once he got that last disrespect from the king yeah. and not marrying his right. daughter, I think he became a little too reactive. He was pissed mm-hmm. off, mm-hmm. very pissed off. That's why he got with uh, Damien. Like, look, mm-hmm. let's do mm-hmm. something because this is you know your brother is getting on my last nerve. Let's mm-hmm. let's react right now. Right. You know, it was definitely good. Like just seeing dissenting voices in the room when they're making that decision, right. and it was a crazy plan they had. They're like, we got to send one person in there, mm-hmm. do some crazy stuff to draw them all out. Mm-hmm. And maybe we can do some type of attack around that. Mm-hmm. And they had somebody crazy enough to do that. And Dan said, crazy said what? <laughs> 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 okay. now that, that was a good one-shot scene. Mm-hmm. Him yes. going in there, running mm-hmm. past arrows, fighting these men one-on-one. Man, mm-hmm. I'm like, no, man. He, oh, Aaron didn't hit him yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you need it, man. Sometimes. Speaking of arrows, just jump it real quick. Don't jump too far. No, no. At the beginning, <laughs> okay. remember mm-hmm. when when that arrow when he was um, riding his Dane was riding his dragon mm-hmm. and that arrow hit him yeah. and the the dragon. Mm-hmm. What you said mm-hmm. felt that pain. I'm mm-hmm. assuming. So you know. Yeah, that was just, interesting. That was very yeah. Mm-hmm. We could see how the relationship between like when you your dragon picks you was like a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because when Damon, yeah, Damon, the dragon made that scream like yeah. like he's the one that got hit. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's that's what I was, I was saying yeah, that, that was part. definitely unique to see, and that, you know what? That also makes me worry if that's the reason uh, Viserys is feeling the way he is because his dragon died of old age because mm. oh. he, he was the last rider of Valerion the Dread, the Black Dragon. Yes. So did, is, did that somehow deteriorate him a little bit when his dragon mm. died? That's a good. I mean, that probably is. Mm-hmm. It just, mm-hmm. it just seemed because we're learning a little bit more every yeah, time. Right. Um. But I just jumped back to that scene and Damon was working his working mm-hmm. his ass off. Yeah. He ran up there and grab, grabbed that white flag and started mm-hmm. waving it. And oh, I was like, that I was, was like, good. is he surrendering? Like, what's going on now? Mm-hmm. I'm like, he can't be. He Damon. He had me blindsided. <laughs> he had me blindsided. Yeah. And he was able to get it. Everybody came out of their caves. <laughs> the crab here came out of his. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They. I was surprised they fell for that trap. Yeah, they easy. I was surprised. But they may all have been tired of fighting. Because yeah, they were right. like in caves. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were fighting. It's huh? been three years. Yeah. Oh, okay. The war. So they, like, yeah. when, when they said, oh, they're finally going to take a knee, it's right. like, man, we can get involved now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that was a fantastic scene. And we got the surprise of the episode. Yeah. yeah. After, we get to it. <laughs> after they were able to draw them all out, the crab people was like, kept looking up like he's hearing something and you want, you want to tell him what happened? Well, um, you know, I'm not good at the names, but it was a Corliss son. Yes, mm-hmm. Lenor. Lenor came out with his dragon. Was that his dragon? Or was that, that, no, that's his everyone dragon. Everyone has it's, a dragon. It's, it's called, no, not everybody, but okay. some people with dragon blood do have dragons. Okay, and okay. His dragon, they, they say the name with his sea smoke. Yeah, well, he came out, you know, geared up, was Help me, help me out because mm-hmm. I can't, I can't get it. And he, get they it. were able to, they drew out all the crab feeder and his men out of those caves. Because they thought Damon is not on a dragon, so there's no way a dragon could come. Yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. That was the reason why they, mm-hmm. the crab feeders came out because okay, Damon not on his dragon, mm-hmm. so okay, we can get him. Right. They didn't know that the other his what cousin, brother, stepson. I think <laughs> a lot did. of people didn't know. Yeah, yeah no, had a dragon. Yes, mm-hmm. I don't know how they were able to keep that secret. Why, right. right. 
like they the were good, the and time. he came out like destroying them. You know how they were able to keep it a secret because they don't nobody got no little birds in this in this uh throne right. in this reign. Like Viserys is not aware of what's going on with his kingdom, mm-hmm. and that that might be another clue to show you like he ain't got no um what's the guy's name from. The one with the little throne, uh, little oh, bears. He don't have a bears. Yeah, he don't yeah. have nobody spying for him, and you know, no yeah. Mister Pycelle or nothing like he that. He ain't got no juice, <laughs> right? Yeah, so you don't know him. what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely a flaw. Like, you definitely need a spy master yes, to just keep tabs on things going on. Like maybe you don't know everything, but you need to know certain small things because now that we know House Valerion has a dragon, you and bump up on the power rankings. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, they have two dragons now. Like how many dragons does? King Viserys have he, mm. he, they only have uh, Rhaenyra's dragon mm. right because yeah. we don't know if, if baby he, Aegon is he gonna be able to be a dragon rider yeah we don't we don't know yet like he's still a little child so mm-hmm. he can't is claim. he gonna survive yeah mm. Mm. And that's and, gonna be interesting and, and it's gonna be another little child now too because we know right. Alicent was pregnant in the episode yeah oh, they don't say if it's a boy well no, they don't of course, say boy. they don't have ultrasound yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have dreams though yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's another aspect of the episode yeah to bring up dreams and because when um when King Viserys was drunk at the one part of the episode when he mm-hmm. was talking to Allison like she didn't know what he was talking about because he was you know he was tips he's going in them cups yeah Man, and I feel bad for Allison because he's even though he's married to her and he's talking to her he's talking to her about his ex-wife his yes, ex-wife yes. that's what he wants to be there like he's like I'm with you but really right. I'm still thinking about mm-hmm. Ama yeah. yeah and I, yeah. It, it, it's definitely troubling because he's like i'm i wish i was a dreamer but i'm not like does that does that mean that he believes his daughter is a dreamer and able to see these visions yeah like who does he think is a dreamer this is a weird thing to bring up it's it's i'm saying i know i'm a loser yeah but i don't think i'm not i'm not i'm not good enough to have these dreams like i'm a loser yeah see he's talking to allison about his ex well not ex-wife but Mm -hmm. his wife that um but she doesn't mind because I don't think she love him. It's just a mm-hmm. way of oh. she don't love him. If he if he would have married the the little girl Lena, she wasn't gonna love him either. You know, right. it's just it's what you do. Right. Okay. Right. I think he has a lot of regret. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. he did love Ama though. He did love her. I think they Ooh. I think they got matched together, but they did fall in love yes. with each other. Mm-hmm. prior to their marriage or at least in the beginning of it and yeah. that, this was definitely more of a we're in a relationship for because I thought it was good to do mm-hmm. and I think he likes Allison because she's always been a good listener which right. is how Hightower told like hey he needs comfort come in and comfort him mm-hmm. and yeah. I think he's a good listener and I will give Allison a point and say I do appreciate her advocating for Rhaenyra yeah, she did. In this episode. For, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I, like, when I saw the, like, the other episode, well, you know, how they show the run-ons and stuff, them sitting beside each other, mm-hmm. and they look like they like each other. But that's uh, future to come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I also, I know she was talking good about Rhaenyra because, um, I mean, that was her former friend. She was yeah. like, talking bad about her. Mm-hmm. But... Otto also can't have her talking mm-hmm. too negatively about her because mm-hmm. it'll, it'll be too obvious yeah. that you're trying. We're trying to make a play for Aegon. Mm-hmm. Allison, Allison want her kid on the throne. Yes, she mm-hmm. said it through yeah. that in the episode, kind yeah. of like, hey, yeah. yeah, who? Like, we got, we got a. Anybody would want the best for their child. Yeah, like, when she's mm-hmm. talking to her dad, like, who wouldn't want their child on the throne? Yeah, and I also think Viserys is thinking about his legacy. Like, what am I leaving behind mm-hmm. in this, you know, succession line and everything? And I don't think he left behind much. But if Reyna, it would be the king on the Iron Throne, 
wouldn't Aegon be if you know if he lived? Would he be the second? Would he be the next one on the on the on the throne? Unless she has a child. That's why. He oh. was, that's why Viserys was telling her, "You need to secure your line. Gotcha. You need to get married. Mm-hmm. Gotcha." And that's how we get back on the subject of oh. our three so far potential suggestions for marriage in this okay. episode. Okay. Because okay. you could do both by marrying the siblings. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's what Targaryens do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's he true. Married, King Viserys married his cousin at first. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, first cousin. That's a little brother, though. And she's sixteen already. Ooh. But it, it was, you know what? Drippity drop. If you can, if you can match them together, you can break them apart. Uh, maybe you propose this, and maybe two years later, Rhaenyra can always say, "I found love somewhere else." In the High Septon, say, "I bless you, marrying this other person besides your brother." Right. And maybe it can buy her time. Because the reason why it doesn't work is you still have to create an heir. And yeah. by the time he's old enough to do that, how old is she going to be? Mm-hmm. But, that, but that's 13. So she'll be in her third. And especially back then, I understand it's different. Because you got to produce enough. You want to have multiple boys. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely a good episode of mm-hmm. just seeing how secession works and how mm-hmm. the different ruling kingdoms, how they're doing. Even Damon, we... How he's how he would rule if he mm, was in charge. We right. got to see that a little bit. Right. Yeah. Anybody want to talk about anything from the preview episode we saw or anything? Mm-mm. Good. Yeah. Good. I, I, I think. Well, I, I, real quick, I can't wait because in the preview we did see Damon coming back to yes. Westeros, so I definitely can't mm. wait to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody had any MVPs or anybody they thought did good in the episode or a scene mm-hmm. they like? I know you're talking about one. Yeah, my MVP was just the dude who got crushed by. Uh, <laughs> Thraxis I mean, cheering for Damon. Yeah, Damon, come save me. My, my prince. He's, he's come. He hasn't forgotten about us. And he's just oh. Did y'all hear that? Right. Uh-huh. That was my MVP. Yeah, you got one more. Of course, my MVP was um, Damon. He he went into that cave to get that, um like, what what is his name? The, the craft reader. Yeah. But when he came out dragging that torso, I'm like, that man a wimp. Mm-hmm. Damien is the man. When you mm-hmm. get him mad, he gonna produce, you know. <laughs> so that was my MVP there when he was dragging that torso out of that, that um, cave. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I want to say my MVP was, shout out to that um that flute player, well, the... the <laughs> the yeah. musician during oh. that scene. <laughs> with that banjo? Yeah, with the banjo <laughs> when uh, you had the queen and the princess both telling you different things to do because that was a lot of pressure on him because mm-hmm. you don't know how they react. Like, you mm-hmm. you think, like, hey, both these are good people but what's a good person in this world? Yeah. Like, you, you pick the wrong person to listen to mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're kicked out of the red keep and you're trying to walk your way to the next castle hope you th- they let you in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, but that's definitely my MVP but right. I want to say thank you ladies for being here for this thank episode. Thank you. You. Yeah. Thank you, Mom. Yay. Yay. That's the MVP of the podcast. Here I go. Here I go. <laughs> <laughs> so thank y'all if y'all made it this far listening to us. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure to follow us at all those cool places. Mm-hmm. And if you guys want to listen to my mom more, make sure y'all tell us. We got to get her on the cast more. What you say? <laughs> <laughs> Which, hey, y'all have a good one. Say bye to the people, y'all. Bye. Adios.